Hello, uh, barely legal comedy podcast listeners. My name is Alex Boardman. My name is Chris Keogh. <laughs> yes, it is. You <laughs> yeah. said with indecision. You're I, our, I know, yeah. You're our I was legal re- I was... expert, and you've, you need to sound <laughs> a bit more convincing than that if you don't even know. My name's Chris Keogh, is it? I don't know. Um, so you join us live from Greg's um, in Paris. This is a (laughs) well. It's not, is it? Because despite being promised a card and then um, for Greg's, and also getting a text a couple of week, a couple of days ago to say I've posted it, um, it's not arrived yet, has it? So we're not still not here. No. Oh my god. Um, Uh. I'm guessing it was sent second class, which uh, is the is what I feel now about myself. I feel like a yeah. second-class <laughs> presenter of a second-class podcast. I, I, only, I only deserve the slow mail to come my way. Yeah. Is that what you feel about uh, yourself? I sent something slow mail. Um, it's still a bit of a... I know the post office is really on vogue at the minute, but I really yeah. enjoy the post office. The older I get, things like that, I, I really believe in the post office. It feels like... Um, feels like one of the things in which society works or should work. Do you know what I mean? It just feels it's magical. It's still magical yeah. to to think I could send a letter to someone in Bristol, just write some words and then go post it first class and the day after somebody in Bristol can read it and be like, oh my God, that's my handwriting and stuff. And yeah, yeah. So yeah. much better like a, than an like email. It means so much I used more. to... Um... I used to like when I was at uni. I used to have like re- regular like letter correspondence with people that I knew from back home, and it was really nice. <laughs> yes, I did actually as well, and it was really nice, wasn't it? And because it was the effort that they'd put in, and yeah. you'd like yeah. re like we, we when we moved house and stuff, I'd got loads of stuff, loads of like letters. So when like I did my first sort of Edinburgh, and I'd met my wife that year but then it was like five or six months so that we'd we'd back and forth every day writing letters and cards every day so i still yeah. had loads of them and um and it's just re- when you look back and you go oh my god i can remember like it's just a really lovely memory to have um yeah definitely yeah and it's and it's it's like you know they're because they're, they're physical objects as well i don't mm. know there's there's more resonance to them i think you yes. know it's like it's and it's um do you ever get like do you ever like get one where it'd come like scented you know that no. sort of thing you know well, i had some with li- cool. i had got some with lipstick on and things like that on the on the yeah. envelope which was s w a l k sealed with a loving kiss but yeah. um and was that and, w- and was that the postman do you think <laughs> between well blinking amazon man so we we've, <laughs> we've got a post box you know like uh, to put little parcels in in case we're not in it won't fit in the letterbox the letterbox is a bit awkward so we bought one of them post boxes and um, All right, yeah. put it to the wall. Anyway, when my nephew and niece come around, they're only little. So we'll leave like a lollipop in or we'll leave like, you know, those bubbles that you get in Christmas crackers, you know, the blow bubbles. Yeah, yeah. So we'll yeah. leave them like one of them. So every time they come, they think it's like this magic box because like, you know, the little lad's only three. He's the youngest one. Um, so he's like, well, what's in the magic box? What's in the magic box? Anyway, they got back and there was only one lot of bubbles despite two being put in there and then when we looked on the ring doorbell the amazon man had come he delivered something and he took one of the bubbles he took one of the kids bubbles so he, uh, do you think he thought that they were for him possibly. you know like they were like a like a tip and he was like well, just taking them on that's the like difference complain. between me and my wife because that's what she thought she was like oh my that's lovely you'll probably think it's like a wedding favor you know that kind of thing. <laughs> Whereas I was like, I'm gonna, I'm next time he comes because you often get the same one. I'm gonna have a word with him. Let's say leave those kids bubbles alone. So yeah, um, that's the kind of crap um, that you get really if we're not live from Greg's in Paris because we were gonna do, we were gonna go to the Pompidou Centre, weren't we? And we'd yeah. planned on, oh, it's gonna go on the left bank. You were gonna try and like do some sketches, see if you could sell that. I was going to do mime, which was never yeah, been done yeah. on a podcast before. That was going to no, be exactly. amazing, but thanks. Groundbreaking, groundbreaking mime podcast. Exactly. Ooh. That's the uh, thing. And in, isn't it? Instead of that, we've had some tame bubble based chat. Um, 
And <laughs> <laughs> there's been, uh, there's, I've been uh, texting you all week, haven't I? Because I've got a new bird in my garden, which has also been very yeah. exciting that we're trying to identify. And this morning, I've definitely identified it. It's a chaffinch. So yeah, never had nice. one before. Never seen one before that I know of. And um, have you not? I saw there it in was, a blur was, yesterday. There were chaffinches. There were chaffinches last year when we went down Crompton Lodges. Remember that? Yes. When there was but, that cormorant. Yes. I'm sure there were. Yeah, there. yeah. But I, not my in my garden. So oh right, you don't right. Okay. I don't okay, count so ones count. you see if you're going looking for them. All oh, right. Like, okay. Do you know what I mean? Enough. If I was in Africa and I saw a lion, I'd go, "Wow, I've seen one lion." I wouldn't go, oh, what about all those who've seen in Chester Zoo and Nosey Safari Park? They don't count, do they? They're not, oh, right, not the okay. same. So it's like, in my garden, I've got a chaffinch. And um, a posse of tits, as I call them. Yeah. Because uh, they've, they've grown. Blackbirds, five. Five blackbirds, can you believe that? Whoa. And um, the magpies, the juvenile magpies have gone there. So we've got two magpies, a couple of crows, lots of pigeons, robin. That's about it. Yeah. I was thinking, posse of tits sounds like, you know, if we were one of those like popular podcasts that had like a crew, yes. you know, that you'd go to every now and then, that's what we we could call them, couldn't we? You know, our <laughs> sort posse of like, of tits. And oh the, the posse God. of tits, you know, and then like, you know, you know, like, you know, they're basically, basically just sort of sycophants, aren't they? That <laughs> oh, laugh, you know, but, so, you know. <laughs> oh, so I was on the radio for a bit. I've been on the radio in lots of different guises in lots over the years, but, um, so some dude saw me in Leeds. I was like um, headhunted. Uh, so I was on Galaxy Radio in Manchester on the breakfast show for about a year and a half. And I did a really, it was just a magical gig. You know, sometimes you just get a gig and everything falls in place. This dude came over after. He's like, that was amazing. Um, will you come on the radio? Do you want to go on the radio next week? And I was like, yeah, yeah, great. I'll be a guest. Is it in Manchester? Yeah, yeah, that'll be great. And then he went, oh, no, I want you to like, come on and present a show and I was like wow this stuff like this never happens anyway um it it quickly became clear that um he wanted to like change my name because you know when Chris Miles was on and he had comedy Dave yeah um so they wanted well they did call me stand up Alex so, <laughs> so the trouble is is yeah so I'd go please don't call me that I don't want to be called that it's no good for me as a career, because it, if it was just my name, then that might give a bit of traction, you know what I mean? And people, but it's like, it's not my name. I can't change my gig name and I don't want to change it. And I also don't like it, but you've no control over what people call you. So no, they, no, that's they true. just did it. And then it was kind of went from like being a co-presenter to very quickly. I was like a comedy sidekick. And, right, um, okay. I was like sidekick Simon, basically. <laughs> uh, except, and, and exactly like sidekick Simon, they just go, oh, that was a really s- sad story about the king having cancer, wasn't it? And um, Alex, you've got to stand up. You've got a joke. <laughs> and like, what? what? A cancer-based, an arse cancer king-based joke. No, I don't have um, Although uh, I did find this in an old notebook. Do you know that when the Queen was alive, in her port- property portfolio in London, she owned uh, a McDonald's not far from Buckingham Palace. So that really? was one of yeah, that was one of her properties. So now she's died. Presumably, Prince Charles is not only king, but there is some obvious joke there about him being Burger King. I was going to say that's a Burger King. That well, that's where my brain was going to yes. immediately. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but there's not really a joke there, is there? But it's amusing anyway, and that's the kind yeah. of content you get if I'm not powered by Greg's <laughs> <laughs> almost jokes. Right. So we've had. Um, I don't know if we use his real name. We've got, we've had a, a, a long-term listener who's a very good friend of ours. Um, yeah. But we normally call him Ramsey. We do, don't we? do, we, for, some, for no reason whatsoever. No, there is a reason, because of <laughs> Game there? of Thrones, Ramsey right. Bolton. So there's a clue. Oh, right, okay. There's a clue in his... Ah, right. uh, I, I, never got that ref- I never got that reference at all, so there you well, go. Well, you should have done, because I explained it to you last time. It's because, Did you? Yeah, because you don't that. have a telly, it doesn't stick, does it? Whereas... no. That's the no. stuff that's important to real people. Plus, like, for me, seeing as I live in Bolton, yeah. like, I, I don't have anything to link Bolton with anything other than, you know, this grey town that I live in, you know what I mean? So, 
So anyway, I I, my brain anyway, doesn't go there. Ramsey Bolton, that's what we're going to call him. Ramsey. Uh, he's from Liverpool. So when I read it out, you'll guess that he's from Liverpool. He's one of my absolute. He's just the funniest comedian in the world, and also the worst comedian in the world because he never does any work. He never remembers what he's um, what he's doing. Oh, Keo's dropped off. He never remembers his set. Um, let's hope he pops back in in a moment. Hmm. Uh, anyway, so uh, let me read out to you. Hello. Hey, you're back in. All right, yeah. I don't know what happened then. It just it, you went silent, and then it yeah. just then a message came up saying that they'd booted me out of the studio. So you normally uh, do that in the first minute, and then we record. Yeah, after, it was it was something different. Yeah, it was something different this time though than that. Anyway, um, there we go. I think I might have just lost my um, signal or something. But right, right. So, so Rams, I was just saying Ramsey's one of my absolute favorite comedians, but he's an absolute shambolic mess. Because he never, <laughs> he just never learns his stuff, does he, or knows it, and he just makes half of it up as he goes along. And yeah, yeah. In a 15, 20 minute set, he'll often do two or three of the best things I've ever seen, and two or three of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> and um, I just think he's as a as a comedian, he's everything a comedian should be. He genuinely yes, is one I, of my absolute favourite. Um, yeah, yeah. So, anyway. So Ramsey says, my mate was, right, I'm not saying Ramsey now because people think it's Chris Ramsey. It's Liam Bolton is who I'm talking about. He's brilliant. He's a Scouse <laughs> comedian called Liam Bolton. So he says, my mate was driving his quad around a field that he didn't know was public land. Busy's yeah. pulled up to him when the quad was back on his trailer and told him they had CCTV footage of him riding it and asked him if he had been. Thinking he was banged to rights, he admitted it. Defo a mistake that he's heartbroken over. Uh, and then they got him in the back of their car, told him they were switching their body cams on, told him they were confiscating the quad and got him to sign something. He's now been told that they're going to dispose of the quad in the next 14 days. Oh my God. So he's got about three or four days to go because this was sent um, like a week or so ago. Uh He's now been told that he's going, they're going to dispose of the quad in the next 14 days and he's probably going to get a fine for driving without insurance. He didn't have any insurance because he thought it was public land. Is he absolutely in the shit because he admitted it or is there any way around the whole thing? Because they're saying he'll essentially have to take the police force to court over it. Bit of a nightmare. So, yeah. thoughts. You were, um, you. if anybody doesn't know, you were a barrister for the police, weren't you, in cases like this? So you're the perfect yes. man. Perfect yeah, person. Yeah. Yeah. So um what I, I actually got in touch with, with Liam <laughs> separately to find out yeah, yeah, to find out some more information. Right. Um to see sort of like what power uh, the police had seized the vehicle um under. Um and, and it was what I thought it would be is is basically um section one six five A, so a capital A of the Road Traffic Act, which is um, the power to seize vehicles driven without license or insurance, in essence. Right. Um, so, um, because he was right, you know, because it's so. There's a few things here, basically. Is like, is you need to decide whether or not one, the vehicle that's being ridden or driven is a vehicle for the purposes of the act. You know what I mean? Because right. not all things are. You know, like a bicycle, for example. You don't need um, you don't need a license for. Um, uh, two is to determine whether or not there's a valid insurance policy um, in force or, yeah. or, you know, in relation to that vehicle and the person. And three is whether or not it was being driven and also driven in a public place. So, you know, there's a few things to, okay. to unpack there. Um, now, I think that the, the, a quad bike is a vehicle for these purposes. Um, right. There's quite a lot of sort what of case laws. What you know, a vehicle is then in the act? Does it define it? It is. Just bear with me. Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that, and I'm not. I'll, I'll find it in a sec. <laughs> oh, already I'm happy. <laughs> right. Let me just have, let me just get the table of contents up. Definition this is not. This is not the level of expertise a listener demands, is it? So, listener, no. just Google 
section 165 capital A of the road traffic section, right all right section 185 meaning of motor vehicle oh, and other expressions relating to the one six, so one six five is the section we're talking about, but right. the interpreter. This is an interesting thing. So when you um, when you have a piece of legislation and you want to know what certain words within that legislation means for the purposes of the of the act, yeah, um, there is often an interpretation section which will tell you um, right. what what it means. So in the Road Traffic Act, nineteen eighty eight, there is section one eight five which says the meaning of motor vehicle and other expressions uh, relating to vehicles. So um, motorcycle means a mechanically propelled vehicle, not being an invalid carriage. Right? <laughs> Clearly okay. written a while ago. This. Um, so when they say four... invalid carriage, do they mean those like mobility scooters that pensioners have and leave outside pubs and post offices? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, those and those. Yeah. One of those. I want one of those yeah. so much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you know, like a, a mobility scooter, you would probably yes. call them nowadays, wouldn't you? You yeah. would, and they're a um, menace actually, because they're an absolute menace. Some of the faster ones and the quieter ones, and the people driving them, obviously, they could be dead next week. They've not got time to wait for you to get out of the way. They just plow wherever they want, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, and they like I like the fact that they're on the road and they're just sort of like just a massive line of traffic yeah. behind them. I like that. Care. I like that. <laughs> I don't like it when they're on the pavement. Right. Okay. Because um, I, 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 I'm a bit of both because I, I think that they're designed for being on the pavement. They, you know, they're like for when you can't get around on you yeah. uh, as a pedestrian. So by rights, it should be on the pavement because if they're small and slow, but now they've got like really fast ones. Yeah, you get some like, big. yeah, you get some sort of like, um, you know, like old folk that were rockers back in the yeah. day, don't you, with their souped up, you know, yeah, exactly. or mods, or mods who still think <laughs> they've, they've got a, a load of mirrors on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Dropped it, loaded it, put some allies on it, <laughs> chipped it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pimp my rise. Yeah, you know, but um, yeah. So anyway, so motor vehicle therefore means subject to section twenty, which is about invalid carriages. A mechanically propelled vehicle intended or adapted for use on roads. Okay, so that's right. quite a wide definition. That is, um, yeah. So I would, I, and then there's also a motor tractor. Okay, so listen to this. This means a mechanically propelled vehicle which is not constructed itself to carry a load, um, and the weight of which does not exceed seven thousand three hundred seventy kilograms, which is a really specific thing. Right. Because um, I, I can imagine that someone might argue that a quad bike isn't designed for being yes. used on the roads. It's designed for use off road and is designed for. Um, you know, for, uh, you know, on farms and farms, stuff like yeah. that. But I think between motor vehicle and motor tractor, they'd probably covered with a quad bike. You know yeah. what I mean? So, because I think some of those like electronically pedaled bikes can be vehicles for the purposes of, you know, so there's, there's there, there are, are a few vehicles well. that, there are a few vehicles that are in like a bit of a grey area. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but I suspect motor vehicle is widely, um, uh, uh, you know, is wide enough to include that. Okay. Those so, just eat drivers are an absolute nightmare, and they're on. Oh my bikes. god! They're an absolute. <laughs> the, the amount of times in Manchester City Centre in Piccadilly that I've nearly just punched one of them going past. Oh, they just on Oxford, past you, don't on, they? on Oxford Road, honestly, I'd like I get nearly run over at least once a day by it's a, a delivery nightmare, rider. Isn't it? Yeah. They must be in yeah. so many accidents in a day. I'd, I think oh. they must have a life expectancy of about five days or something like that because they're just mental, you know. Good. But, <laughs> yeah they're absolutely fearless aren't they they're like fighter pilots or wasps That's yeah yeah they like, they're like, a like wasp. We're, we're, <laughs> i was thinking like the sort of you know like the messengers in world war one running between the trenches yes. they're sort of they've got that sort of mentality haven't they? i've got to get they, there to get this thing do you know I, ages ago it's not funny either but if we'd have had a greg's perhaps i would have pulled out some a material for this episode but if you think about who the bravest people in history used to be, like the bravest job to have used to be firemen because they run into yeah. burning buildings and they might collapse through a floor at any point and land in flames. That's about 10 out of 10 bravery. And soldiers, because people are shooting at them. Um, and now to that list, you've got to add, like these delivery drivers, Deliveroo and Just Eat and stuff. And the difference with a fireman is a fireman's going into that building and going, Oh my God, there might be a woman up here with a baby. I must rescue her. And a soldier's going, Oh, do you know what? I think back home and think of all the, like the women and children that I'm protecting doing this fight. 
And what is the delivery driver thinking of? He's like, oh, there's a woman and she might get cold chicken nuggets if we don't hurry up. It's, do you know what I mean? It's not the same. There's no steak. I don't know why they're so bothered. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, and that material's <laughs> never made it on stage. I tried it once and it's not really a joke, is it? Not a very good joke, but that's what you get. Oh, no. Are you still yeah. there? Oh, yeah, I'm still here, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stupid, yeah. my computer just went off again. Even the computer is feeling the lack of Greg's. <laughs> just flagging. You're yeah, like, oh. everything. This episode is a disaster, thanks to Gillsfield. <laughs> Absolute disaster. Right. So, hey, sp- speaking of pasties, though, do you know what they've started selling at uni? So, um, it's uh, in the business school, which is like where this sort of like law school, you know, yeah. is part of that. Um, they. Um, They've got like a food court downstairs. What once upon a time in the old days would have been called a refectory, I guess. Yes. Um, oh my god, I so want to come and meet you. You should come in. I, I mean, will. I'm in there. at the minute. I'm in there every bleeding day, so oh, like, no. you can come in. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, so they, so they had some interesting. So they've got like different sort of concessions, you know, around. So it's not just like a canteen. You've got a bit where they've got loaded fries. There's like a yeah, pizza yeah, and pasta bit. Yeah. There's like a sort of pies bit and there's, you know, a yeah. deli. And they had um they had like an Indian vegetarian bit yeah. for a while. You know, they had it for a bit and then that's gone. And now and that was replaced with a deli and I was a bit I was a bit miffed about that because I liked my um daily sort of like spicy <laughs> lentils hit. So they, you know, so <laughs> here's a joke. They've replaced something from deli with a deli. <laughs> hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stick that up your ass, Gillsfield. They've not called it Deli Belly. That would have been a good name for this thing. Anyway, so I, uh, I can you I, imagine I might if put the postman comes mid episode and it is the Greg's vouchers? Oh, that'd be. Great. That, oh my god, that'd be so exciting. Yeah, it? but it's five to um, eleven as we're recording this, and the postman doesn't like four, so it won't. No, <laughs> no, too late then as well. If I go away so, next week and somebody in my house opens my vouchers and eats my voucher, I will be so sad. That'll be divorce they, time. They, they eat your voucher. That, Do you know what I mean? Spend they it they, they it. take right, yeah. it and go, ooh, look at this. A fiver for Greg's or a tenner for Greg's. Whoa, we're yeah. going to go to Greg's. You better not. Oh, the, oh if the Amazon man opens it, oh, it's another tip. Yeah. That would be tipping. He's, honestly, I think he thinks <laughs> we're tipping him with bubbles. Um, so, yeah, go on in. What's happened with this deli? So and so anyway, that I saw the so so I saw I saw that it was back to being the deli, and I was like, oh, that's rubbish. But actually, the sandwiches are all right. But they've got <laughs> they've started selling on the deli. They started selling cars pasties, you know, from Bolton. Oh yeah. So, I, and I, they do, they do a nice range in like cheese and jalapeno. You know what I mean? So yes. Quite good. So listen to this. I know where there's like a you know when on the way to what used to be Burnden Park. Yeah. Um. There's a cars pasty sort of sit-down drive-through place, isn't there? There is. this. I think yeah. that's where the factory is, actually, yeah. I think yes, it's, uh, it is, yeah. it is, because I did a gig up that neck of the woods once, about Christmassy time, and I drove past it, and I thought, oh, I must tell Keo, but I never did. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So There's uh, also, well, near Burnden Park, Burnden Pies, right? Ooh. Which is an amazing pie shop. It's, like, legendary, because, like, it, you'd go in there, and it's it's like something like a cross between like Dickens and Willy Wonka is what it looks like oh. inside. It's like it's like the pie factory is just there, and you're sort of like leaning between working machine parts and all that oh to get my your pies. God, that sounds awesome. And they're really good. Yeah. Oh, we should go there. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, there's also a drive-through Greg's coming soon near us. Not quite. Oh near yeah. Us. There's and a drive-through Greg's in Bolton. Yeah. As is well. there? Yeah. Because yeah. that'll be we should do we should maybe go to that when we get these vouchers. Yeah, that might it's at the cool. end of St Peter's Way. It's where Pizza Hut used to be, and they've now right. got a drive-through Greg's there. Yeah. Well, I was just going in replace replacing like a pub or something. I can't remember, but there's a bit of a stink. So it was something right, okay. something good, something that people really like that shut down. I think because of yeah. lockdown, and I think Greg's have bought it, and people are opposing it. Um, not yeah, me. but people, but they'll use it though, won't they? Oh you know, God! All these hypocrites. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I, that's why I don't have any opinions because I'm an absolute hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to have any opinions anymore on anything. I also genuinely don't have that many opinions on stuff. I've got the, like the right number of opinions on things. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like you do need. It is. It is. A, it's a balance, isn't it? It's like you you want to have. You don't want to be a non-entity as a no. person. I don't think. But likewise, you don't want to be considered or be described by others as being opinionated because that well, that just means you're argumentative and a bit of a dick. I think half well, the time. I also know. feel like you've got to have a qualified opinion on certain things. So football, I watch a lot of football, so I'll give you my opinion on lots of things to do with football or right. pies or pubs yeah. or comedy. But then and they're all into, they're all basically like a, a Saturday afternoon into Saturday evening yeah, thing, yeah. isn't it? So you can get all your opinions out of the way one day <laughs> on of the a week. Saturday. On a I Saturday, do, I don't really have any <laughs> friends, so I just have to like <laughs> like convolute some podcast that's vaguely legal and then just send it out into the evening. <laughs> Here's my opinions on pasties. But so, for instance, I was saying this to somebody the other day, and they looked at me as if to say. As if to go, I was an idiot. But for instance, Gaza, the whole... Yeah. Right. The opinion that people... Sometimes people get slated for going, do you know what? I'm really against horrible human human tragedy. On either side, I don't want to see people being murdered on either side. That's enough of an opinion on it. I don't really know enough about it. I go, oh, you should have more opinion than that. Oh, you should be pro-Palestine. You should be this and you should be... And it's like, yeah, yeah. should pick, you really? Pick a, pick a side. Yeah, it yeah. feels like you don't, everything isn't binary. Um, Nothing. Very few things are binary. Very few know, so. things are binary. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, not even. But <laughs> it's like, in, you know, like you can go, oh, well, after the Second World War and there was displacement of a huge amount of people. And that's when, you know, like with that whole joining with the yeah, yeah, what's a refugee, yeah. what's an asylum seeker and thing. Well, Gaza was created, blah, 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 blah. It's an artificial state. And, blah, blah, blah. and it's like, look, unless you're like a history professor at Manchester University or a, a master of war or something like that, Rich, you, you're absolute, your opinion's probably just somebody else's recycled opinion. And yeah, yeah. I don't want to necessarily hear it from my friends. Do you know what I mean? Because, no. like, you have, have, like, well, you like all that kind of crap. You will have an opinion, <laughs> so I'll tolerate it from you. But at the same time, you don't know basic things about Game of Thrones. So no, exactly. So and so, I don't have an opinion on Game of Thrones. Do exactly. I? You've never heard me opine about Game of Thrones at all. So, no, you know. no, no, exactly. And that I think that's kind of. I don't know. You shouldn't. You can't be an expert on. I think those people who were the, like I'm an expert on Gaza this week. Six months ago, I was an expert on the NHS. Two years ago, I was uh, an expert on airborne particle viruses. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. You're not though. I was at school with you. You didn't even get like your A levels. You left when yeah. you were 16. You're not an expert on anything. <laughs> And they're always they're always really really close. I've lost another comedian friend this week, who All retweeted right. something that was a um, okay. So this is what they are doing. They don't want really? you to do this, and they don't want you to do that because and and it was like the reason they made us vote Brexit and leave Europe is because and they 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 and it was like oh wow he's just gone down that conspiracy nut. Who's that? I'm not saying tell me off, I'll tell, tell, you. tell me off air. Text yeah, I'll tell you me, off air. Yeah. He was a really good friend of mine as well from the right, years okay. ago. I've not seen him for about 10 years, but for 15 years, I was a gig with him all the time and he was brilliant. But I was like, right. oh, no, he's he's a nutter now. <laughs> he's a it nutter. Happens, it? He's a yeah. nutter. And if he'd have just had a few less opinions and tried to work out a little bit less stuff and just be expert in one thing. But, yeah, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Is Is knowing... It concentrate your energies and know, learn something in depth rather than sort of yeah. shallow knowledge across a wide field. I guess you know. So there's, there's yeah. legally, Go I've got no kind of legal. I know more than some of our listeners, but really, yeah. I know nothing. But I know that I know nothing. You know, at least twice as much as me. But then yeah. ultimately, if and, I was and to- ultimately, we all know. I mean, I'm not a maths expert, but twice of nothing is nothing, though, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? So, <laughs> but you also, I could pin you down and go, "You don't really know that much, do you?" And you've got actually no, not compared. No, to exactly. Not com- somebody yeah, yeah. else, like who's who's head of, I don't know, 
what, jurisprudence at Buddy Oxford. Well, every, every every day when I go to work, across this sort of like, so my um, office, it's got it's got like a glass wall at the front end, but it doesn't look out. It looks like across the corridor. You know what I mean? It's like a courtyard between us, and I can see like the offices on the other side, and the like. So I can see my colleagues on the other side of yeah. the sort of like building, basically. Yeah, 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 exactly. So and, and I wave to one of them, uh, David. <laughs> Guy, we always like on because we, we have a good a good chat together. He started last year, and he's a professor, and yeah. he's a KC like criminal yeah. barrister, silk, yeah, prosecutes and defends murders and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, I know nothing compared to him about about these things. And yet, I actually, I, but there's also the fact that he comes to me for advice about things that are more to do with sort of like operational policing and stuff like that. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like because we have worked on similar cases together. Uh, when I was when I was in practice and he was as well. Yeah, so there's always that thing of knowing, there's always someone who's better than you is the thing, isn't there? You know. So. Yeah, yeah. And do you know we really know that, who are great at knowing that, are the, um, the only people I've ever heard say this. You learn a lot. When I used to do karate for a bit, and I was, again, I wasn't very good, really. But yeah. there was one or two there that did, and they don't ever just do karate. They do Brazilian jiu-jitsu, they do karate, they do kung fu. They do judo. They've done a bit of boxing. They all do everything. And the first thing all of them will say is, oh, you never want to get in a fight. Oh, you don't know what somebody else can do. Oh, you can anybody can beat you. Oh, da-da-da-da-da. I know nothing yeah. about it compared to, like, that's their view, isn't it? Whereas, you know, when I got, like, my yellow belt, which is, like, the first belt you get after white belt, I was pretty much yeah. walking around for a week wearing it. <laughs> just going to the <laughs> yeah. shops in my yeah. and kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Japanese now. That kind of thing. It was, yeah. Like, it's like, so like when, you, it's like when you're younger, isn't it? And you're the first time you get, say, like maybe like three hundred quid in your bank account, oh. and you're like swanning around like you're some sort of <laughs> yeah. member of the landed gentry. <laughs> still, you know? <laughs> I'd kill for three hundred quid in my account. <laughs> but even I remember, like you know, when you got, um, like you got picked for the school football team. Like, and on Friday yeah. night, they handed out the kit. So you get your kit and then you go home with it. I had it on from the second I got home. I'm, I'm about 10, 9 or 10. So kit's on, full kit, go to bed in full kit. I've, I've worn shin pads around the house and boots. And then <laughs> the day after comes, and obviously by then your feet are all sweaty and the kit's on, man, because <laughs> you've slept <laughs> in it. But it was like, that, that's your dream. I don't know what my point is with that. Anyway, that was a good, that was a nice memory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, about this section one eight five. What is a vehicle? So, so a vehicle. Yeah. I, I, whilst we were talking about um, football <laughs> kits and so on, I managed to find a case basically the DPP and King that said that that said <laughs> that said. <laughs> I got I got stuck between saying said and stated then um, that uh, that said that a city Mansis electric scooter was a motor vehicle as defined by section one eight five as a reason right. as a reasonable person might regard the use of a scooter on a public road as something that might well occur so it's you know what I mean that's a lot of discretion so it's a matter mm. of f- facts and and the CPS website basically says. Um, uh, other vehicles which are not currently lawful for use on public roads unless registered and insured include segways, mini segways, hoverboards, single wheel electric skateboards. You know, so a yeah. quad would definitely be a vehicle. So we're, we're happy. We're happy with that. We're basically. happy with a quad as a vehicle. Yes, that it's a vehicle. So the so there's not an issue there. The issue therefore is whether or not it's being driven in a public place. Um, and it's interesting because section one four three is the offence actually. So section one four three. Um, is the um, offensive, uh, you know, basically tells you that you need to have a vehicle, you need to have insurance um, when when it's when uh, using a motor vehicle on a road, brackets or other public place, and that was inserted. The other public public place was inserted by the motor vehicles compulsory insurance regulations of two thousand. So up until two thousand, it just said road, I assume, uh, but now it's extended to other public place. Right. And that would include, and a public place is like any place uh, which the public has access to or, or part thereof. So, like a park would be a public place, um, and you know, and that sort of thing. So, you could ride a quad bike, for example, on your own farm. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, without insurance. Um, yes. With, without insurance, and I remember there, there was always like lads at school who who'd done that. You know, yeah. cause I, 
like around sort of like Kersley way, there was always like one or two farms and there's one or two lads who sort of like drove Land Rovers around on the farm, you yeah. know, and so they could drive. We used um, to be able to scramble bikes as well around the canal and yeah, years yeah. ago. Yeah. Without yeah, well, it's, or it's, exactly. But you, you you wouldn't be able to do that now because that would be a public place and not right. a road. And I think they probably introduced that because of people having accidents by riding scramblers along canals, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. um, so they would have amended the law to ensure that you had to be insured if you were using them in any public place, any right. place to which the public has access. So, uh, so yeah, so I, so if it is a public place and that's defined, you know, and, and that's just a matter of fact, you know, if, it, if it's a park and it's, it's a public park to which the public have access, then it is a public place. Um, and therefore, if you're, if you are driving or riding your um, vehicle uh, in that place, you need to have a certificate of insurance. So the fact that he's admitted to riding it there um, and it is a vehicle and he doesn't have insurance means that he's basically bang to rights on that on that right. issue i would say so he was because, right he was bang to rights so yeah because um you know if all of those things are true i don't know where he was sort of geographically but i say that's very easy to prove or find out isn't it so let's assume that it was a public place yeah. therefore he probably is he probably is a bit stuck with that um and his admission that he was riding it means that you know he again um, yeah, that, I think that admission is probably sort of done for him, really. He can't deny that he was riding it. He would probably be, given the circumstances, it would probably be unlikely to be able to plausibly deny he'd been riding it as anyway, to be honest with you. So, um, so yeah. So that means that basically it's a, it's a strict liability offence, if you can remember um, yes. the concept um, of strict liability. You're talking about sweet and parsley? Yeah, sweet and parsley is where it comes from, yeah. Um and uh yeah, like the sort of like genteel middle class drum and bass duo, sweet and parsley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's the yeah. kind of thing you'd get at what's that um not bestival, what's the one that's like calm, quietable, what's that one called? <laughs> Do you know the one where people like sit there and they all eat hagen does on deck chairs and then it's seven PM, they're all like, Could you could you turn the music down, please? We're glamping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Latitude's a bit like that, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's, maybe but... it is that. I can't ever remember what it's called. Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, the, 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 there's, there's festivals for all sorts, isn't there? No, like, there's loads of them. Like, yeah. Pretty cool. But, yeah. Um, well, yeah. there's not one for me where you just sort of stay at home. <laughs> Buy a ticket <laughs> and sit at home and it's like... <laughs> eating pies. <laughs> oh, for, um... I'm gonna get a pie for my dinner today. I'm to pie it. fest. That's the one you pie want. Fest. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it should be? It should be like a pie fest. And at like twelve o'clock, we all go to the pie shop, and then you just go home and eat your pie yourself. And then right, okay. on Facebook of it, and that's it. <laughs> I really miss Again, those days. Always... Saturday afternoon. It's yeah. just you know, what you want is just a festival that replicates a traditional Saturday afternoon in the north of England, isn't it? Yes. That's basically what you want. Yes, I used to love that. And then in summer, it's cricket. And yeah, it, it was. There were there were good days. By, by which we mean sitting outside drinking whole afternoon, yes. don't we? Yes, yes so. drinking like tepid beer that's not very strong, <laughs> and then yeah. occasionally clapping. And then somebody will come round with like a hat and go, oh, it's just got 50. You're like, oh, I've got 50p. And then and then if he gets 100, you're kind of at 90. You're like, oh, oh God, I hope, I hope he gets out. <laughs> I don't want to put another bite in. <laughs> oh, I miss those days. Do you remember? Oh, no, you won't remember at all. So there was, there was this magical period in the late 80s, early 90s. No, late 80s probably. Um where there was some rule change in cricket that they were allowed to have. So um, what it would be Somerset and Lancashire and Yorkshire and whoever else, Essex, were allowed to have pro players, not from... So you could have a West Indian, you could have an Australian, we could have whoever. Um, but there was a weird rule change as it sort of came in where they had to have played... Um, amateur cricket or county level cricket or something like right. that back i can't remember exactly what the real change were anyway this magical summer so we used to go to middleton we'd go to oldham we'd go to werner we'd go to Wrighton and crompton and each one of those games me and my granddad i'd be about 15 and like carl hooper who was the opening batsman for the West Indies when they were like the Brazil, what Brazil used to be, the West Indies used to be a cricket, they were the best. Um, 
he played, I think, for Middleton. Joel Garner, I think, played for Oldham or Werner. And yeah, had, yeah. So they had. I'm sure. Yeah, they'd I'm have been sure I saw. As well. They'd have definitely been. I involved. saw R- Richie Richardson yes. play for Littleborough. Yes, know, like yes, you definitely yeah. would. So you go yeah. to these games, and obviously they're all mates, and they're all like part of this great West Indian side. So they they're like kind of bowling like at half pace to the the normal like amateur kind of semi-pro yeah. cricketer like me yeah like me age 20 they'd be like oh you're almost bowling at underarm and then like if i hit one they'd like look at you as if to say oh no and then he'd just come down bang <laughs> you're right <laughs> so you just watch joel garner who's like six foot nine bowling at 100 miles an hour and he'd go oh what figures did he get today and it's like oh well he's got six wickets and uh, oh, the other side have got twenty-one. <laughs> so, but then you get Carl Looper being batting, and then you'd be like, he might be there all day. He might get a couple of hundred every time. But my granddad used to get really annoyed because if it was one of the if they were playing a team where there was no West Indian bowler or Australian bowler to bowl at like Carl Looper, then. He'd be like, oh, my God. He, all his partners are even getting 50s because the bowlers are so dispirited. The score's like four <laughs> in a limited on his game. But my granddad got fed up because he had to keep putting 50p's into a hat. So I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And my granddad was grumbling. Like, it's cost him two <laughs> quid extra. <laughs> so I don't know if that was worth it. But anyway, it was somewhat worth no, it. No, no. It was somewhat I like, you know, right. good. No, I liked that. They were good days. Yeah. But the, uh, yeah. We've got a listener called um, Caitlin. So I always worry about when we're talking about stuff because she's only about 20. And I think we've probably got loads of young listeners and they must just go, oh, God, these old, boring twats again. (laughs) Yeah. But we're not interested in young listeners. We want the people. You'd be like, go on, Grandos, tell us that good story about the the repeal of the Corn Laws. Go on. Yeah. (laughs) That's like... I just feel like all we do is just come in and go, oh, do you remember this? And then, <laughs> then the next section's, I don't like this, that's new to you. No, I don't <laughs> like that either. Oh, do you remember this? We just go in this loop. <laughs> A loop of like remembering things we like and talking about things we don't like that are new. <laughs> I know we're slowly morphing into like Stadler and Waldorf, we're aren't we? That's basically small. what we're becoming. Wish, yes, yes, we really are. Yeah. Horrible, boring people. But never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the next podcast. Horrible, so boring <laughs> people. That's a really yeah. good title. I should, I'll come yeah, to your yeah. university in the next... Well, I'm going away next week, so I'm going away for 10 days. I'm oh, are you, go, are you going on your cruise? I'm doing a cruise. That's that's a very old person thing to do as well, oh, isn't it? So, I know. know. I'm, it's yeah. different to maybe, where I live. Maybe, maybe a week sort of travelling over land would be all right, where you're constantly seeing new places yeah. while you're moving. Yeah, That'd exactly. Okay. Like, I, I do like some of those train programmes that are on telly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enjoying this, Caitlin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the computer might just have given up the ghost again. Let me just check. It just keeps going. I don't know. You're, you're still here, so I, as as far as I'm aware, we're still in the uh, we're still in the studio. Right. So. so has he committed? Have we finished that case or not? Well, no. So very, very briefly then. Did so, you do R and King? So, Did you ever do Crown and King? Was DPP King? and King. Yeah. DPP. Yeah. And yeah. King. So. So yeah, it was you know in which an electric scooter was found to be a vehicle because it's plausible that the public might expect to see one on the road, basically. So yeah, so so it's a vehicle. It's a let's assume it's a vehicle. What well, is a vehicle? Let's assume it's a public place. Um, he's not got insurance, um, and therefore the police have the power to seize that vehicle under Section One Six Five A of the Act, um, and then. It's up to, in order to get it back. What he's got to do is produce his certificate of insurance, in essence. But he hasn't um, got and, one, has he? But he hasn't got one, so he'll have to get insured on it, right? Um, and then um, pay whatever the sort of fee is for you know the storage and release and all that right. sort of stuff. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, and then he'll also probably have to pay a fine and um, get some points in his license for the uh, for the driving without insurance offence as well. So. It's, you know, one simple act has got quite a few sort of, it's a fairly costly mistake to make, unfortunately. Yes, as um, anybody so... who's got kids can attest to. <laughs> yeah. One so, costly uh, act has got huge financial yeah. ramifications. 
Yeah, but it's like I say. So it's it's um, <laughs> riding it's stri- without stri- insurance. This exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a Catholic, so we have to ride without insurance, don't we? So um, anyway, <laughs> but uh, the and what um, about if I, what about if you didn't want to ride the normal way? You wanted to take the back roads. What about that? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's... Can only do that on a only do that on a Friday in the Catholic <laughs> Church. But, uh, the, uh, so, um, yeah, so it's strict liability, which basically means that you, if you don't have insurance, you don't have insurance. And the fact that you didn't know that you didn't have insurance, for example, you know, like maybe you thought that your insurance your insurance had renewed automatically and it didn't do. Mm. Um, that doesn't matter. You, it's a matter of fact. You're either insured or you're not. Uh, so it doesn't matter that you know, that it's an accident. You're still guilty of the offence. Now, obviously, it, so similarly with it being a public place, you might say, well, I didn't knowingly ride in a public place. I thought it was, you know, I didn't think this was a public place. It is a public place and that's just it, you know, and that's that. So, it's again, it's a matter of fact. Right. Um, most criminal offences require some sort of blameworthiness on your part. So some, you know, like, like I say, intention to do it or recklessness as to, whether or not um, you know the offence was was committed, but um, if, if for strict liability offences, it's just it's just you know state a case state of affairs. You either were in a public place or you weren't, and if you were, then that's it. Tough. Um, it might be mitigation. You know, if if you wanted to argue uh, these things down, but for most strict liability offences, like driving offences, it's like a fixed penalty. So there's not even really any point arguing. You know what I mean? So right. Oh dear. So yes, yeah, so based on what I know, I think he's um, doesn't have much choice to argue the case. Basically, um, no. Depending no, on if, how much if, the scooter's worth, the quad, he might be better just like buying another one than getting it out and paying all the fines, etc. It depends on his name. Not, if I, he took his name, I, I don't think that the um, I don't think that the uh, storage fees would be so high that it's worth just you know, getting a new quad. Right. But you say it depends on the value of it, basically. But what, because what the police will do is like they, after 14 days, once they've given you notice in line with the, um, with the regulations. So as long as the notice is valid and correct, which I'm going, for the purposes of this explanation, I'm going to assume that it is, um, then, um, then that, yeah, they can dispose of it after 14 days by which, and that can be whatever it means. Like they can sell it and you know put the profit to put the money yeah. um, into uh, into like the charity that they have for sort of crime prevention, or they um, or they can uh, you know if it, if it's not saleable they'll just destroy it. You know so they'll, they'll you know there's different dispose of means get rid of it one yeah. way or another basically. Yeah. You can buy cars like that, can't you? Police auction. Yeah. Repo cars. It, it, I mean. It might be cheaper to just go and buy it from them at yes. the auction than, well, some, yeah, than yeah. pay the storage costs, you know. <laughs> I always fancy that. I always fancy getting a repo car from the police, but I don't know how you do it. What what in, what, if, what if you get like one? You're like in The Simpsons when Homer buys Snake's car, yeah. little bandit. And then he, he gets him back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that would be good. That would be cool though, wouldn't it? The book I read a book reasonably recently and uh, it was... Bonnie and Clyde uh, were in it when this dude was a kid, and then they sort of visited the the ranch he was growing up on in Louisiana. They drove through it, and then later on, the car reappears. Somebody's bought it, and it's the same car that's been fixed up. And oh, all right, kind of, it's that's really good. good. Yeah, it's a good book. That sounds like one of your books, doesn't it? But this was good. <laughs> it does sound like one of my books. I'm reading. I'm reading Alain Dayton again now, though. Oh, so, yeah, that's exciting. You know. Yeah, City of Gold. It's perfect train reading. Like I say, each chapter is about a train journey to or from work, so perfect. I can blast through them quite nicely. And then after that, you've got a, you're probably feeling like a spy as you're avoiding the delivery drivers on yeah, Oxford exactly. Road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I especially feel like a, a pasty. Yeah, I especially feel like a spy when I have to go from like Lost Dock out to Horwich and then cross the bridge and then get back on a train coming back the other <laughs> oh, way. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, in case you're being followed. <laughs> In case I'm being followed, yeah, my uh, what's it called? What's it called? The the trade, uh, trade craft, yeah, yeah, my trade craft to uh, stop me from being followed, yeah. What do you wear? I envisage you with now you're a professor with sort of turned mm. up trousers and you know those brogues, yeah. like you know Mister Noisy from the Mister Men. Now he's got those brogues <laughs> with swirls on. I imagine yeah. you wear like not quite as clumpy as those, 
but that kind of thing. Um, have you read Lucky Jim, I... like the Amy's book, Kingsley Amy's book? N- no, no, I've not read that. I, I, know, I know of it, but I I've not read it. I feel like you like him. I feel like that's right, like okay. your life. Yeah, yeah. I tend to re- I tend to wear I do wear trousers or jeans with turn ups on. You're right. Of course, um, you would. and I wear I wear largely Clark's shoes. They're my brand of <laughs> shoe, um, and and then like a I'm a fan of a, a t shirt underneath a shirt. Wow, um, that means you so can wear can, the shirt on multiple days. That's why. So I can wear the shirt on yes. multiple days, and I also can unbutton the shirt and wear it as an overshirt if it's a bit warm. You know, so yeah. Uh, or I wear a jumper or a sweatshirt if it's a bit chilly. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So pretty much how, how you would expect me to dress in exactly. most circumstances. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I w- it's only a matter of time before then I see you and you've got a waistcoat on with a monocle attached. That's, <laughs> I feel like that's your next look. You know, like yeah. the fox from the, um, is it called the Crafty Hen Beer? Or the... Speckled, oh yeah, yeah. Old speckled yeah. hen. Old speckled hen. I imagine yeah. you to be like dressing like that fox soon. All right, yeah, like Mr. Todd from uh, yeah, Mr. from the Todd Peter Rabbit. From Beatrix Potter. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'd expect you to sort of driving down Oxford Road on a penny farthing, like waving. At people. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, students. <laughs> oh, it's old Mr. Keel. <laughs> Yeah. The, well, the the other day, because it was raining and I, I picked the wrong footwear, so my feet got wet. And I um I was I was I had a dissertation supervision meeting in my office with one of my students, but my feet were so wet, I had to like take my socks and shoes oh, off. No, and I had didn't. to weigh up whether I should put them back on for the meeting. And yeah. I decided, no, I'm just going to oh, leave my socks. No. I'm going to be barefooted for the oh, meeting because no. uh, they were so wet and it was uncomfortable. Right. I don't have smelly feet though. So Does it doesn't right. matter. That is only acceptable on women. That's... Why? I've got nice feet. No, no, horrible. Don't want to. Don't want to. That. That's <laughs> I, anyway, they were they were under the desk, so she couldn't see them. So. I'm glad we've not got a Greg's because I'd just be throwing it up now. If that <laughs> were the case. Um, right, we need to go because um, I've just realised I signed a contract where. So, if you're wondering why there was a bit of an odd edit in this, it's because um, if I mention that I'm doing a cruise on any podcast or social media without their written consent, I have to give them the money back. So Really? Yes. Yes, because <laughs> so there will be a bit if you there were two bits in this. One where Keo's phone popped out and then there's another yeah. bit where probably we just start talking about trains for no reason. Well, I've just told <laughs> you the reason why. Um, so I will we'll do another episode in two weeks when I get back. Hopefully we can do it in a great Yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Well, I, I hope. That, imagine if there's a Greg's on board, though. That'd be good, wouldn't it? What a cruise oh, that would be. There won't be. It's American. Yeah. It'd right. be like McGregory's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chucks or something like that would be called, Chucks. wouldn't it? <laughs> right. Don't say anything when I press this button because um, it has to buffer. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>